we are officially started recording. Oh, fuck. Yeah, it's, um, it's all you, buddy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, this is uh, Movie Freaks, where we talk about our favorite film series. It's like a book club, because uh, it's a book club for movies, because books take too long. Uh, I'm Eric, and today we're going to be discussing the second movie in our Lord of the Rings series, The Two Towers. Oh, should we just do our yeah. episodes? <laughs> oh, yeah. Cool. Excelling. I'm, I'm Jacob. I'm Jeff. I'm Emily. And I'm Sean. What up, everyone? <laughs> what up, what up with your boy, Sean? <laughs> I almost said I'm Arwen because my name is Arwen Scenes Only. <laughs> and I was like, that's not right. This is the story of trees and horses mm-hmm. and how meat is back on the menu. <laughs> That's a great way yes. to describe the introduction to this movie. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> Hold on. Before we actually jump into this, because uh, Emily's name thing on here got me, how many of us actually know an Arwen, like in real life? Nope. That's a no. I know one. I know one Arwen. Oh. Why? Yeah. 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 What? Did you ask her parents why? No, I never, I never met her parents, but apparently she said her parents were big uh, Lord of the R- Tolkien fans, if I recall correctly. Was she a Tolkien fan? I believe so. It'd be funny if she was like, I really hate it. I wish it named me after far better material like Harry Potter, which I'm sure wasn't around at the time. <laughs> well, how about this? Let's 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 start off with with this here. The Two Towers film, which released again was what we talked about in two thousand two, which also think about this, the first one came out just a couple months after nine eleven happened. There's a lot of things I feel like in this movie that were much more acceptable back like post 9-11 world than there is now, which we can get into later. But so Two Towers comes out. And this one, what happens is at the end of the last movie, this fellowship of nine people has completely broken apart. And didn't even last one movie. Barely lasted half the movie when you think about it, because the first disc ends and and that's when they come together. Mm-hmm. So I think we can all blame Sean Bean fairly, right? Yeah, yeah, because he can't he can't make it through a damn movie or TV show to save his life, like literally. Yeah. And wasn't this really the start of his, the whole entire meme of him dying every time? No, I think that may have started. Didn't that start with Goldeneye? Yeah, that probably came out late nineties. Yeah, he's just a very killable character. You know what I mean? He just plays a killable. He's got a character. really killable face, like you mm-hmm. know, a face you can just kill, like bang. <laughs> <laughs> Press press F to pay respects. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is outlined very differently than the first one. It's mm-hmm. because what's happening now is is there are three concurrent storylines happening. So you have Frodo and uh, Sam going off on their on their quote unquote adventure together, quote unquote, into the quote unquote wilderness. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, to Mount Doom. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Doom. Wink, wink. Then you have the 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 trio of man dwarf elf. Um, you know, you're just classic trio. Yep. Of Gimli, Aragorn, and, and Legolas going off to like all over all over the damn place. <laughs> I just I do love that they are um, actively looking for Merry and Pippin and not Frodo and Sam. Yeah, like to support them in their in their much more difficult quest. <laughs> Let's go get Merry and Pippin. <laughs> well, Frodo Frodo told. You know, he said that he wanted to go on by himself because he couldn't he couldn't trust that nobody else would pull a Sean Bean and try and steal the, the magic jewelry show. Sure, yeah. 
But don't you think they yeah. would just like kind of be at a distance, but just like make you know it's a very important thing that Frodo and Sam provide, are doing. So they're, they're there to provide emotional support from a safe distance. That's right, <laughs> a, ve- a very safe distance from two nations away. <laughs> I feel like Merry and Pippin just seemed a little more attainable, so they're like, mm, we're just gonna go help them. <laughs> And that's the third storyline, right? You have Merry and Pippin going on their on their on their horticultural journey. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you just have to go, you know, hang out with the trees. Uh, so, what is everyone's opinion on this movie versus the first one? Like, where does this stand in your ranking? For me, it's so better. Me, this is my favorite of the three. Uh, I don't know about that. For me, um, for me, it, it's the order in which they were released because. Uh, Fellowship has a lot more of like the adventure aspect to it. Two Towers is kind of like a good mix of the adventure and the action. Mm-hmm. And then literally half of Return of the King is an entire siege. Mm-hmm. And I'm a fan of the extreme violence. So Yeah, I mean, for me, I think that uh, watching it back, because in my head I was thinking like, oh, I feel like Two Towers was like one of my least favorite, you know, the least favorite of the original three. And when I watched it back, I was like, actually, I think that was wrong. Like, it's probably, I think I still probably like Return of the King best. Um, but Two Towers, I definitely liked more than Fellowship. And part of it was there was more action and stuff. But I felt like it just seemed to have, it didn't drag its feet in some of the ways that I feel like, you know, you need to do when you're introducing so many characters um, like they did in Fellowship. Another thing, too, this movie introduces a ton of new characters, Right. Like so, not only are we actually meeting Gollum as a as a being, as a person, like a, a, as a personality, you have the entire kingdom of mm-hmm. um. Oh God, I was about to say Rohan. like Theros. Rohan. Rohan, Rohan. Thank you. I don't know what I was thinking that. Yeah, Rohan. Rohan. You got and you got all of them, and then you've got um, you've got Carl Urban showing up there, and oh yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm like, I, I, I point out to Nita. I'm like, I'm like, do you recognize who that is? And she's like, no. I'm like, and I'm like, he's in everything. He is really in everything. He also played uh, the doctor in the Star Trek reboot. Yes. Oh, I forgot about that too. He was, he was dread. Correct. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then you've got Wormtongue and just, mm-hmm. and then of course, all oh, of the ants. So creepy. Does Wormtongue look like he'd be like, you know, he was in the corner listening to MCR. Girl. Yeah, he definitely <laughs> right? was. He was in the band, I think. I just pulled him real quick. Why did nobody look at this guy and go, something's not right about the only person here who's paler than everyone else and <laughs> and the only person with dark hair and dark clothes and look like he's got a gray he's skin got, tone? You know, he's got makeup on, like clear defined like dark rings around his eyes. Like they should have been like, something seems off about this guy. <laughs> he's just really pale and greasy and deserved a good punch <laughs> in the face. Mm-hmm. You know, my lord... My Ugh. father took me into the city to see the marching band. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like the way they introduce these characters is just so different than in Fellowship because like Sean said, like it, you know, it, they took a long time introducing the characters in Fellowship. But in this one, they would just throw, you know, some new characters, they would just throw them in, you know, like the leader of the elves uh, that comes during the fight and, even worm tongue and some they just kind of like oh here they are you are supposed to kind of know who these people are in some way did you know that that elf was also in fellowship though but like yes he was he was very briefly in fellowship but we met right. him very, 
you know, he had a line insulting Gimli, which, and uh, <laughs> I guess that wasn't much character development. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But, like, to me, this movie, it just, they kind of, like, even the, despite the fact these films were filmed back to back to back, all within the span of, like, what, 18 months or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, this movie, visually, to me, it looks more polished. looks like they knew what they were mm-hmm. doing a lot more. Uh, there was also more CGI necessary because you've got the Ents. You have mm-hmm. all of Gollum, who looks just incredible. And mm-hmm. and the biggest shame of this movie, I think, is that, like, it, it was a whole thing with the Academy, how he wasn't being nominated for an, an award for this because he was technically, quote-unquote, an animated character and not an actor is the way they put it, which is such garbage because he makes this movie mm-hmm. at least in my mind but you know to 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 make up for it he did win uh an mtv movie award and had the best in character Gollum accepted speech in the history of movies oh my god i forgot all about that do you guys remember do you know this about this i do remember yeah it's been a while since i've seen it but i remember watching it doesn't he like insult dobby <laughs> yes because they're 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 having they're having a back and forth the two personalities, Gollum and Smeagol, they're having a back and forth. He's like, nobody likes you. You don't have any friends. Uh, Dobby is my friend. Dobby. Dobby's a bleep bleep. <laughs> and, then, and, then he go, and then he goes on to uh, call all of the people working at Weta uh, basically slave drivers, and, and et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> and then for the next, however, for all time, uh, Andy Serkis has become... The, the motion capture guy. The yeah. motion capture guy. And then, of course, he, he shows up in... Like, when he shows up not in a character, it throws me off. Uh, like, he was a bit part in The Prestige, and, of course, he was the bad one of the bad guys in Black Panther, and it's like, what are you doing here, Andy Serkis? You're not... You're, you should be... <laughs> You should, you should be, you should be in an ape outfit, or you know, saying something about my precious. Mm-hmm. Like this doesn't work for me. Apes together, strong. <laughs> Most of the stuff that I have is like differences between the books and the movies. The first and the biggest thing is, well, not the biggest necessarily, but the first thing is at the beginning of the movie, um, when we first, when the movie opens, it opens with. Gandalf and the Balrog falling through and fighting and all this. Uh, and then Frodo wakes up from a dream uh, of that. Uh, in the book, that didn't actually happen as a dream. When they meet, when the when the trio meets Gandalf in the forest, he actually explains all of that to them there. Hmm. I do like, I do think that was an interesting opening too, um, to, to pick with. I thought it was kind of a fun way to start it off. And, um, Mm-hmm. That's also one of my favorite scenes because not only is it totally badass, but like there's the moment where you see the lake under the mountain and they're falling very slowly. Yes. And I, that that one shot is to me, and I was telling Anita this too. I'm like, this is one of my favorite shots in the movie. And she said, please shut up. I'm mm-hmm. trying to watch this. And that's usually how this movie goes. <laughs> so conversely, talking about how good the the opening was, I was talking about Emily when we were we watched through it, you know, we finished watching it yesterday and then we came back and watched the end uh, again this morning because I fell asleep during the Battle of Helm's Deep <laughs> because it was like two o'clock when we were watching it. Um, and so I wanted to rewatch that. The ending sequence for me in this movie was a real like ball drop. Like I understand you're setting up for, you know, the final part of the trilogy, but like when Gandalf rides in and, and you know, he says like, the yes the battle for helm's deep is over but the battle for uh mordor is just beginning 
or for middle earth is just beginning rather like that felt like okay in the movie here and then it was like okay well then you had sam's kind of exposition you're like okay in the movie here and then it was just like the weird like little end scene with Gollum, which was fine again it's setting up for you know some of the conflict that's going to be there and his purpose in the third movie but it just felt like you had these two good endpoints, and then you're like eh, let's just kind of let it wash out and that's going to get just exacerbated in the last movie like like you just hit mm-hmm. ending fatigue. Ah. I think you're making some really good points there too. Like there were some very good like buttons to end it on and they just kind of kind of keep going. So I I want to branch off of the the statement about uh the battle for Helm's Deep is over, the battle for Middle-earth has begun. Um another thing, you know, we were talking about the leader of the elves that comes to Helm's Deep with the uh with the whole like battalion or whatever. Again, that's that's another movie book difference in the books he was not at helm's deep he was out um defending lothlorien and then i can't remember the name of it but the other one Merkwood, where legolas is from mm-hmm. so at that point really the battle for middle earth had already begun because they were already fighting on like three or four different fronts they make it seem like it's this isolated incident, but it's happening all over the place. And I feel like they kind of allude to that because, you know, concurrently when we're having the Helm's Deep battle, we're also having the battle at Isengard. Um, and like Jacob was saying earlier, you know, we, there is that third storyline and we see a little bit of the fighting at Osgiliath. Osgiliath, yes. Osgiliath. Osgiliath. Um, so I feel like we kind of get a little bit of that, but you're right. Like it's not, you know, probably everywhere that it is in the book. And so, you know, maybe they're just trying to, instead of making it too like jumpy, you know, all over, just try to make it more streamlined still. Well, and then another thing that I, I don't understand because I've like, when I was watching it, I was kind of skimming through like the wiki, like looking at the differences because I don't have the time to read the book. In the book, the Ents actually did choose to go to war whereas they didn't in the movie. And I'm kind of curious as to why maybe they made that change. My assumption is all those changes that that he makes that don't make sense. Like, for example, bringing the hobbits to Osgiliath, which never happens in the in the book, and which they actually right. call it out when they say, by all rights, we shouldn't even be here. I think it's every, I feel like every decision they make in that sense and is, is for dramatic movie purposes. Because pacing in film is much different. So if... If the ants were just like, yes, we're going to go to war, there's still f- like 50 minutes left in this movie. But like if you if you say no, we're not. And there's such disappointment. Then it brings that scene out where he sees the trees like it hits a lot harder. Mm-hmm. And I agree when it comes to like deviating from the book, this movie is the one where it really starts doing it the most because. Uh, like I said, I had read it in high school right before each movie, and and so we were all like, "Did you know it was in your book?" And um, <laughs> uh, but but in the end, like as I said, this is probably my my favorite of the three. You know, speaking of the ants, I was telling this to Sean when we were rewatching. I feel like when I was younger, I was like, "Man, the ants are so cool," and like they looked really cool. But for some reason, now I still really like the ants like as characters um but their visual (laughs) effect i feel like all i can think of do you guys remember 
uh, in like those catalogs. I flew a lot of airplanes as a child, so I'm thinking of Sky Mall, but I think they were in other catalogs. The little like faces you could stick onto trees. Oh my god! Like to decorate <laughs> your yard. <laughs> That is all I could think of when I saw the ants. I was like, "Oh." Have you have you ever seen like actual like like Swedish representation of trolls? Yeah, like they look a lot like that, like those faces. Interesting. Yeah, oh. it's kind of like that. But I to- I totally get it too. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. It's for for me though, it's hard because like I really like I really love this movie, and I could go on yeah. about like. A million different things because I think the, I think everything with Gollum is like gold. I think the ends are like the coolest thing. But I agree, there's mm-hmm. like a there's like a twenty year difference now where I'm like, oh, I, I thought it was a much cooler when I was when I was seventeen years old. But it's still really cool and just like everything. I, I and I still think and I think a lot of people um, talk about this that Helm's Deep, despite the fact that it lasts approximately fifty five damn years is probably mm-hmm. one of the the most well done like battle scenes done mm-hmm. in film and it's it's cool because they kind That's of excellent. there's different like levels to it there's different like you know it it kind of ebbs and mm-hmm. flows and it's not just constant sword smacking and and stuff like that and there's a lot of like drama that happens and and then they break it up near the end with you know with the ents coming in and um the stuff happening at Osgiliath too with um with Boromir 2 2.0. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean that battle scene is spectacular. I mean, you've got Legolas riding down <laughs> the stairs on a shield. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, uh... who could have thought of this? It's like you know who could have you know who could have no, no, no. You know who could have thought of that? J.R.R. Tolkien because that happens in the fucking no, it book. Nice. <laughs> it does not happen in the book. Not nice. Hmm. It's friggin great and it's fantastic <laughs> and it just goes to showcase what a stud my man orlando is like, yeah, check this out there's that scene where the wargs attack and there's the slow-mo of him jumping on the horse from the wrong direction it just looks so like just to show how swift he is and and like it's like this is such bullshit <laughs> It's magnificent. And then he's like, at the end, they're talking in Elvish, and they're like, these people are going to die. And then Aragorn just shouts, like, in English out loud, that I will die as one of them in front of all these people. <laughs> and they're like, uh... <laughs> the, the, the fuck? <laughs> that's, well, that's it was like, you... they. it was such a small comment, I felt like, for all of them to stop what they were doing and then look. And then he starts speaking in Elvish, and you're like, oh, okay. But, like, his first first one was just like there's a lot of them yeah like they friggin should have saw that why were they like wait now hold on <laughs> well they, they just they were like the the important men are talking like we need to listen <laughs> the protagonists of the story are talking we need to listen <laughs> and i love too during that battle like you said there's so many layers and like I loved uh, Legolas's and Gimli's, like, their little bit of comic relief oh in, like, the middle of this, like, very intense battle where they're just counting how many orc they're counting. That's great. And the box comment is Yeah, would you uh, would you like me to describe it to you or should I fetch you a box? Just, that's the freaking gold right there. And what I like about that battle is they show Gimli fighting, which is great because... During the warg fight that happens, where the the, the the wolf things happen, he gets knocked over, and then like he 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 he, he like yeah he kills some things, but he spends most of it 
like trapped under a warg and it's and it's like oh i guess he's not doing much this time around <laughs> mm-hmm. and then uh when 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 he is subsequently tossed over to the bridge oh yeah, yeah. oh my god <laughs> i need you to and toss me so, so mean you're like don't I tell Lego this <laughs> well yeah he's very adamant he's like please don't tell the <laughs> <laughs> not a word <laughs> Well, because in in the first movie, when they're running through Mori, he's like, nobody tosses a dwarf. Uh huh. So I, there there were two things about this movie that I wanted to mention, like that kind of relate to sort of to, to what's going on in the world around us a little bit. Axes and central nervous systems. Oh, saying? you mean the fact that that he that they knew about the central nervous system back during this like medieval yeah. time period? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> also, menus. <laughs> Do the orcs? Oh, oh, yeah. oh my god! Menus? I just r- realized that. Do they have restaurants in Isengard? Like, <laughs> you know, a the, little uh, food court at the bottom there. The White Wizard White what's, Castle is what it is. <laughs> I'll take thirty sliders. <laughs> Can we talk about how how um, how whimsical the orc dialogue is? You don't. This is the first time I've noticed it that they talk like jaunty British people, but because they're disgusting and growly, it comes off as scary. So he goes, they're like, stop until we had a breather. Oh, let's just have a morsel, a mouthful. And like, just stuff. Oh, and and when he falls off, he took a little tumble off the cliff. And it's like... Give him some medicine, Give him some medicine. <laughs> He's big scary. They talk like like the comedic relief in like a British heist movie. <laughs> I would love to see the orc dialogue redone, but like, <laughs> <laughs> what about the legs? They don't need them. <laughs> uh, Saruman gets very Donald Trump when he's talking to the wild men, and mm-hmm. um, and Anita pointed that out, and I'm like, oh, I didn't think about that because I try not to ever think about that. But she's like, they've taken your lands, they've kicked you out, they've, we have to build a wall of, of, and then burn down mm-hmm. the trees or something like that. I'm like, oh, that makes me sad now, and I hate him even more. <laughs> When does the fiction stop and reality start? <laughs> I can't. It all sounds like what Trump would say. And then, like, everything's going on so crazy here. And then at the very end, Sam has that really amazing, like, monologue about, mm-hmm. like, you know, you know, we shouldn't be here. And but, you know, like all the people in the great stories and blah, blah, blah. And and you got to have hope, Mr. Frodo. That, that they're still good in the world. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm about to cry. I've seen this movie like a mm-hmm. million times and it just sort of hit me in a way that something hasn't in a while. And and and, and it's nice to feel again. Mm-hmm. And I love how they paired Sam's monologue with, you know, their claiming victory at Helm's Deep just when you thought after that hour long battle where it seemed like, you know, there was nothing, nothing good was going to come of it. And Gandalf's there, and it's such a such a good moment after a very long and tiring battle. Well, so the thing the thing with that, like the way they're talking about, oh, it's gonna be, you know, are they gonna make great stories about us and this and that? Is that like the original? I don't know if it was ever published like this, but like the original version of The Hobbit and uh, subsequently The Lord of the Rings were meant to be written like they were an in-universe book that red book that uh bilbo and frodo write the stories in is originally how they i think were supposed to be released he wanted to release them as six separate books i think right like oh Lord. well if you read the books each one is separated into two books it's six books long uh, so okay, gotcha. can we talk about how stupid the guards 
are when they go to see <laughs> because they're pretty stupid. Which ones? All of them. <laughs> are you talking about when they go to save because, Yeah, when they go to see Thaden. And they they like hand over all their weapons and it, That seems kind of funny too. And especially And especially like when they get inside because it's implied that Saruman is looking at the scene through Thaden, how he wouldn't notice that Gandalf like doesn't look all raggedy aside from wearing an old cloak. <laughs> He's he's much more clean and much more beautiful. Now. His be- his mm-hmm. beard's been trimmed. He's he's like regressed in age about thirty years. Like it's two distinctly different people in my head, and I'm like, oh wait, no, that's the same person. They kind of make that really weird in the movie, though, right? Where it's like, oh, that's what they called me. I was Gandalf, but I'm I'm new Gandalf now. <laughs> Am I a new character? I don't know. Just accept my return. I always felt like they were leading it up to be like, is it Saruman? You know, the white wizard? Like, and I feel like the first time I watched it, I remember thinking like, oh, is Saruman well, yeah, that's in exactly, the forest? You know? That's exactly what they yeah, were They even doing. dubbed his mm-hmm. voiceover too, which was really cool because it sounds like Christopher Lee. Yeah. But it's not. Oh, yeah. It's not. It's Gandalf. Gandalf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The whole scene with Rohan too was just like, we, you know, you mentioned earlier about like how did they not think this? You know, what was his name? I thought his name was Grima. Grima Wormtongue. Grima Wormtongue. Yeah. Wormtongue. Wormtongue. I keep wanting to say Wormtail, and I'm like, that's not right. Um, you wouldn't part an old man from his walking staff, <laughs> would you? <laughs> yeah, I, I actually think the guard did do it on purpose. Honestly, I think that he was playing dumb with that. You think he knew? Yeah, I think he had his uh, suspicions, and that. It just seemed very odd to him. So he probably just was just like, you know what? I'm just going to let, I'm just going to let them have the staff. Do you think they knew, like the guards knew that who Gandalf was or like, you know, that he was a wizard? Like, would they have known? Like just the, you know, common guards? I think they would have heard things of him. Like stories probably got told about him. I would imagine anyway. Like it mm-hmm. doesn't seem like the wizards are too, uh, there's not too many of them. So they seem pretty well known, I bet. Yeah, I don't I don't think that it would be surprising that they would know because like in the third movie when they go to the White City, they're calling him you know, they they know him. Uh, spoilers. <laughs> we have, we haven't got there yet. Oh my God. <laughs> and they call him a name too. Uh, uh Worm Wormtongue calls him a name because he's got like all Tolkien characters have like eighty names. They can't just have mm-hmm. they can't just have one and um and my god watching this movie with subtitles is so different. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what Wormtongue calls him, but when Theoden's talking, he's like, "You're not welcome here, Gandalf Stormcrow." Oh yeah, <laughs> like who? And that's one of the because I remember that from the book. He's called that because every time he shows up, that's that's their way of saying that he's a, he's a bad omen because he only mm, shows up when bad things are going to happen. But again, that's like. Yeah. There's so much stuff where it's like, oh, you didn't, you didn't know this, like, like, because you didn't read the book. Well, for you book nerds, wink, wink, and um, <laughs> and it's even like that. Like, we we actually paused at one point so we could look at the map they were showing because Anita's like, I have no idea where anything is in relation to this. Like, where is where is the city? This and what what the hell is Osgiliath? What is this Isengard they keep mentioning? Like. 
And then I'm like, well, the Isengard is this, and the two towers are that, and the other one's called Barad Door, and she says, oh my god, you fucking nerd. And I'm like, you asked me, I just... <laughs> well, what I think is so... I, I remember as a kid watching it when uh, King Theoden changed, you know, after Wormtongue was gone, and I remember being just, like, blown away, like, so shook. And I'm just sitting here now, like, you mentioned earlier, like, how do they not think this worm tongue's suspicious? <laughs> like, do they see their king right now? Like, they had to have seen him change. They should have, somebody should have been like, you know, it's been a rough week for the king, you know? Like, he's looking just rough. <laughs> He's he's dealing with a bout of insomnia. He'll 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 work it out. <laughs> and they hold up. He's like, "Oh, I didn't make this order. It comes from the king." And he shows this parchment, and, the, and it looks like the handwriting. Just you could see it trailing off. I'm like, nobody's questioning this. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, why would why would they not question the fact that he's like banishing his nephew? <laughs> right. Okay, his nephew. For some reason, I thought it was his son for a second, but okay, yeah. No, his son. Nephew. His son gets killed. Right. Okay. I thought there were two sons, and so I was I was a little confused for a second. Um, but that makes more sense. The thing about Worm Tongue is like, yeah, he's slimy, but this actor and the direction they gave him is so good. Like, mm-hmm. so there's there's two parts of it that really stand out to me besides him getting kicked down the stairs, which is just hysterical. But like when Carl Urban's character like corners him, and he gives away mm-hmm. everything he's thinking just by looking. Like, so he's like, what do you want from him? And his eyes look at yeah. um, Eowyn. And then he's like, he uh-huh. looks and sees the guards behind. Doesn't say a single word. I thought that was really effective. And then later on when um, there's that scene where 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 Theoden's son has died and Eowyn's crying over the body and he comes in and he's like, mm-hmm. where he's like oh. walking around her and then like, and like reciting this odd, like almost like poetry to her. And it's like, like a, like a bizarre, gross mm-hmm. seduction thing. And it's just really effective because you can like see the gross passion mm-hmm. in him and just the way she's like your words are poison and then she runs out and it's just the whole thing mm-hmm. is just really good and that's why I love this movie so much and you know speaking of Eowyn I feel like kn- knowing the third movie like it's so I don't know like you can kind of see how they're building these characters up to have some major character development between the second and the third, um, namely with Eowyn and also with Aragorn, you know, the way that he led the uh, people in the battle. But, and even though I'm all for Eowyn and uh, movie three, I am not for Eowyn <laughs> in movie two. Let me just tell you that right now. And you want to know why? That's Stu. That's Stu. Hey, Stu. Coming after Arwen's man. And I'm not here for it. Okay, he taken, honey. Like, move along. Have we finally gotten yeah, to the part of this this discussion where we talk about how boring those Arwen scenes are? Listen, there's a lot of <laughs> I mean, individually <laughs> boring scenes that, like, if you want to poke that bear, oh yeah, oh for for the sake of this podcast, I absolutely want to poke that bear. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just, I just love Arwen so much, for- even. For anyone listening right now, um, Emily signed into this with the name Arwen Scenes Only, and I had specifically sent out a snap of that of us watching that scene and me just going, "Oh my god, this is so boring to her." I I think it shows how I mean, much I don't like Eowyn. That you know, even with the Arwen scenes being like that, I'm like, yeah, let's still root for Arwen instead. 
I, I mean, do you mean like the one Arwen scene in this movie? Because well, I don't know if it like extends. I mean just over the course of the of the trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> At one point, like Anita turns and she's like, "Is this a dream sequence or a flashback?" And I said, "I don't care. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, don't know. Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Listen, I just love Arwen so much." <laughs> That I will take it. And Arwen and Aragorn together are like, <laughs> I just. And so it makes me hate AO1 in this movie. And like, I'm not, you know, I'm not for women pitting, you know, each other against whatever. But like, listen, I don't know why they try to make this love happen between AO1 and Aragorn when we know <laughs> that Arwen is there. And she is giving so, up and- immortality to be with him. <laughs> So this brings up the question for me is does Aragorn also hate Sam? <laughs> <laughs> so when they finally unbrainwash Theoden and mm-hmm. he finds out that his son is dead, mm. uh, the crying is very bad. You mean the king's crying? Yeah. It looks yeah. bad. <laughs> it's not great. Oh, I thought so you meant you're crying. <laughs> you're crying very badly. No, I don't I don't do much of that. <laughs> uh, and then uh, he didn't have just one, but he had four bears that died. That's like really unfortunate. Four bears? What? <laughs> I was. It was a joke because oh. they were talking about it was the it was the tomb of his four bears. <laughs> mm. So he had he had not one, Did but I... he had four bears. <laughs> Fuck <Yeah>. that. <laughs> that's that's what I get for trying to be fucking clever. I guess. What? <laughs> The the the, uh, the the oldie language in this one really gets ramped up. It's a lot more of like "long have I desired" and and "long have the flowers of my people" and and they keep calling him Theoden King. Like it's not King mm-hmm. Theoden. It's like Theoden no. King. That's his last name. <laughs> <laughs> king Theoden King. Yeah, yeah. If he didn't end up being king. You know, it would have been very awkward for yeah. Theoden King. In in that time, sure. Jeff and uh, Emily and Sean, did you watch the extended for this one or the regular one? Uh, I watched, we watched extended, the extended, right? Uh, no, it's the regular. Uh, I thought we had extended for this. Uh, maybe on DVD, but not on our Voodoo account. But our Voodoo account is linked to the DVDs we own. I know, but I think when you register them, it doesn't uh, do the extended. <laughs> so there's an added scene. Jeff, did you? Ha- which one did you watch? I watched the extended. Oh my gosh, the extended so much longer. I thought it was like 15 minutes. What is it nope, actually? It, w- it was like an hour it's long. It's 44 <laughs> minutes. It goes from two hours and 59, which is what we saw, to three hours and 43 minutes. It was a long movie at three Damn, hours flat. Boy. It was. And just to say that the extended edition, the things that they added to it, most of it was important. <laughs> the, I feel they could have the Arwen they scene was not. They could have cut the uh end scenes a little bit, and that could have probably cut it down to like the fifteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so, what end was, scene was in the extended? Because I've definitely seen the extended before. But I was like how Marion Pippin like grew a little bit and like uh how uh Treebeard went and uh said that oh hey i've got to go and wake up the other ends and him doing oh that. and it was just like 
it was superfluous stuff. If they didn't add that stuff, then it's like, okay, I could deal with that. But also, they, uh, at the battle, at the end of the battle in Isengard, they had kind of the foreshadowing of of possible things that are happening in uh, A Return of the King Extended, uh, showing that they got a bunch of supplies from the Shire. So um, that's a th- I could see that as cool foreshadowing, but again, that was kind of like a superfluous thing that wouldn't have hurt if they just left it on the cutting room floor. I actually agree with you completely. It's fun, but it doesn't really add to the story or the plot, I guess. Yeah. What do you think about the entire added section? Because well, this is what I wanted to get to of Faramir's flashback with Boromir because Emily and Sean's version would not have that, their inferior version that they were forced to watch. Mm-hmm. It, I actually think that was important to show the dynamic between the the uh, the family, the Gundor kingdom and family there. Uh, just kind of like how the king, oh, the warden, sorry, preferred... Sean Bean's character over uh, Faramir. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, this guy's a, excuse my language, but this guy's a fucking asshole. <laughs> and I feel like we get that in Return of the King, but having it in Two Towers just really kind of sets it up, you know, for the mm-hmm. audience. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah it, it gives it that, that backstory mm-hmm. because, like, if you watch the regular versions and you just go in and you're like, man, why is he being such an asshole to his own son? But mm-hmm. then you find out that apparently his son is an incompetent commander, which I would disagree with. But, oh hell yeah. you know, I, I got the impression he didn't hate him because he lost Osgiliath. Although that's part of it. I had the, the I, I felt like he always disliked him more because and, and it's funny because both of the brothers mm-hmm. Like they roll their eyes because he sees them coming and they're like, oh no, like, does he have to bother us? I'm Sean Bean. I'm going to die, aren't I? And like, it's, <laughs> and, and and then he comes in and it's it's such a good scene. And I'm really sad they cut it from like the final version. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you need somebody to go to Rippendale, I'll go. <laughs> no, it'll be Barmere. <laughs> right, get it. Like, you Faramir, captain of Gondor to show his quality. <laughs> You know, I was searching uh, Faramir and Boromir. Not that I was thinking I could watch this uh, scene <laughs> while we're on the podcast, but um, I did, you know, come across, just like last time, came across a fun question that someone asked on Google. said, what would have happened if Faramir went instead of Boromir? And whoever answered, what if uh, he was able to resist the ring when he later met Frodo? So the breaking of the fellowship would not have happened. Aragorn would have probably led the hobbits into Mordor directly, and they would have never met Gollum. So, oh, there you snap. go. Either they would have never met him, or Aragorn and company would have promptly removed his head from his shoulders. Yeah, yep, that's mm-hmm. mm-hmm, more likely. I think Tolkien said that he identified the most with Faramir as a character. Like that was kind of how he. Oh, interesting. So, yeah. You know, speaking of uh, Gondor, Gilead, Faramir, all that, you know, we come across that fun scene of, you know, Frodo just acting all Frodo-y and, you know, like, they're coming <laughs> and being all creepy. Can we just talk about, Sean mentioned this, 
And I just was like, yeah, <laughs> these Nazgul, the uh, ring rates, <laughs> like, are they not good at their job? <laughs> they seem very bad at their job. Like, not they're even f- that they're not good. They're bad. They're freaking terrible at their job. <laughs> like, you they would think these- they're so badass in the first one, I feel like, you know, <laughs> to a degree, I guess. And then, like, meh. This one, they're like, we're just flying around on these the dragons. Like, meh. Well, there are a number of scenes where there are, like, where the actual characters are walking through, like, large open fields, <laughs> like, miles open on either side. And I'm thinking, why couldn't they have just flown over with one of their dragons and, I don't know, done their <laughs> yeah, job? They literally went to the Shire yeah, why on did horse. they use horses? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It makes no so, sense. So here's my here's my follow up question to this. Do you think maybe they're bad at their job on purpose? Oh, because they're like the men descend like men used to be whatever. I, Incompetent? No. I would say um, it's a mix of that and uh more likely probably just bad writing considering Gandalf <laughs> had a giant flying bird he could have sent Frodo on himself. Mm, yes, that's yeah. besides the point. Well, 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 here's my kind of theory about that. Maybe they're bad about maybe they're bad at their job on purpose because obviously they know what it's like being under the subjugation of mm. Sauron. Uh, and although they're not necessarily men anymore, maybe they still don't want that for the world of men. Interesting. But see, I think that's too deep. I, I just think guys. that they're like stormtroopers in that they couldn't hit the broadside of a barn mm. for the sake of the story. It's funny because like they, they come to Osgiliath and they screech and the guy goes, Nazgul! And they all start running around like chickens with their heads cut off. <laughs> Meanwhile, this thing is just literally flapping <laughs> yeah, around yeah. and then like sees Frodo literally mm-hmm. lifting the ring up and they're Impressive. like, oh, that's a nice mm-hmm. piece of jewelry this, this short thing has. I think I'll eat it. And then it just... <laughs> The whole thing is is you're preposterous now that you mention it. You know, and Frodo falls down, right? Like, Sam gets him, saves him, whatever. But, like, that Nazgul wasn't like, oh, let me go check out this area that I just saw him in with the <laughs> ring. Like, okay. This this just makes me wonder, like, how poorly does, does Frodo come out in this movie? Like, he's got so much interesting <sighs> character in the first one. And then they're like... Well, we need to spend more time on Eowyn and Treebeard and everyone else. So, Frodo, I just need you to spend the entire movie standing and staring and speaking like a creepy psycho. Making the Frodo <laughs> face, as we now say. The Frodo face vinegar strokes are one and the same. <laughs> that's the new, new terminology for O-face is Frodo I face. I would, you know, I think we need to have a deep dive, and I don't know, uh, you know, Elijah Wood's uh, relationship history, but I'd love for us to get a phone-in segment where we contact mm. his ex-girlfriends and see if it really is a you know what I mean? That's, uh... There's a lot going on there. Wow. Unpack it whichever way you want. I'm just saying... If it doesn't so, look up to the moment, I'd be disappointed. The very end. Oh yes, yeah, go on. So how about? So how about that scene where Gollum smacks the <laughs> bitch on a rock? That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> at, the, at the very end, like right before the movie ends, where uh, Sam and Frodo are talking, it's like I, they're getting closer. It's like <laughs> I couldn't have done this. That I'm like I, I just I literally just shouted now yeah. kiss at the screen. <laughs> 
I know. I, I told Emily, I was like, there was so much romance so much in Frodo's <laughs> eyes when he turned around. I was like, just do it. I couldn't have done this without just you. Get in Sam. there. <laughs> I was rooting for him, you know, like, go for it, buddy. The Shire must truly be a great land where gardeners are held in such high esteem. And who might you be, his bodyguard? His lover. <laughs> I mean, gardener. <laughs> <laughs> we should rewrite this. I think I it'd be a wonderful was, rewrite. They were the <laughs> gay duo. <laughs> I also very much like I understand that Frodo is trying to sympathize with Gollum mm-hmm. because he he knows what it's like to 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 suffer with the ring. But when your best friend is like, "Hey, that mm-hmm. guy's fucking shady." I don't trust him. Why are you not listening to that? Listen, it's literally like your typical story, girl going for the <laughs> wrong guy. The best friends are telling her like red flags. And she's like, no, I can change him. That's literally what's happening with Frodo and Gollum. Uh, okay. And it it really does make me not like Frodo in this movie. The way that he like babies Gollum and Smeagol a lot of ways. Even though like I love Gollum character. But like in the story, I'm like, oh, come on, dude. Like, why can't you just see it? See how terrible he is. Yeah, no. When, when I was watching it last weekend, my roommate had his girlfriend over. And she did nothing but bitch at Frodo the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, Frodo is so fucking stupid. I'm like, okay, we get it. I, I understand it. <laughs> But you know he's he's carrying like a physical embodiment of like evil with him, so I'll cut him a little slack. Man, have we said how great Andy Circus is yet? <laughs> really thinking about it, it is kind of your run-of-the-mill example of an abusive relationship, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. where Gollum starts off being that raw bad person, and then he starts showing you his good side, its Meagle side. And Frodo's just like, oh, yeah, this is great. This is fine. I'll totally forgive you for trying to <laughs> freaking rip my throat out and right. biting. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, there's just so much gaslighting going on with Gollum. Bring the thing. Some of the songs, baby. Oh, my God. I don't know to do that <laughs> is Andy Circus on the line? Can we also just talk about speaking, you know, of Gollum and all that? You know, when we were watching it, Sean mentioned like, so why is Gollum so mad? Like at the very end scene. And I was like, oh, because, you know, when Faramir captured them and like he, Frodo was like, come here, Smeagol. And then like they caught him. But I'm like, Frodo and Sam were in the same position. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it wasn't like they were just like, oh, la-di-da. Like, they were all captured, all released. They're all good now. Like, But why didn't but he got beat? Why didn't they beat him up so much? Oh, that's yeah, true, 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 true. Because he looks like a fucking creep. Yeah. <laughs> and also interrogation tactics back then were... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Waterboarding, waterboarding was allowed, mm-hmm. and also stretching and being poked with po- pokey <laughs> things, and just basically it was anything goes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So branching off of that, what we're saying here is because when you see in the first movie when they're torturing Gollum, 
they're doing the stretching and the pokey hot things. People are no better than orcs. Oh, Ooh. so Whoa. so the, the the so the treasure are the orcs we were along the way. Correct. Yeah, <laughs> the real orcs we killed were the friends we made along the way. Oh, what was the point I was trying to say? There's the whole thing when they capture when they first capture Frodo and Sam, they're watching the Eastern men come from the east. And mm-hmm. and this is one of the things that's like weirdly problematic about about like Lord of the Rings because mm-hmm. both Tolkien and even C.S. Lewis kind of did this with like they they bring in this sort of like weird pastiche of like Middle Eastern culture and and like random like mm-hmm. like where are they from I don't know um mm-hmm. uh, the Arab Persia India China the, East you know the, the East, east. <laughs> they're the, these are the Haradrim. They yeah, are from they the ride east. giant elephants and they dress exotically and they have darker skin than your heroes, and like it's mm-hmm. very like. Mm, yeah. and, but it, like in this one, there was a kind of thing where Faramir's like is like, "Did this person have a family? Does he wish he was there? Did he know he was serving evil?" And so, like, I appreciate that you were like trying to make it a little bit better, but it's still making me uncomfortable. Twenty, you're making twenty twenty Jacob a little uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. But that's not even Faramir's line in the book. It was in Sam's head. Oh. Well, actually, in the book. <laughs> uh, there's, I don't know if you guys have seen this. There's like a whole meme online, like Reddit and other places, where when you're watching the movie with someone and then you Tolkien nerds or like the movie nerds flip out because every time like you see, um, oh, what's his face? When Aragorn kicks the helmet, he Aragorn actually breaks his toe. And the two toes. Oh, I'm sorry, two, two toes. Two toes. Lord of the Rings. The and, two toes. and then he gets on his knees and screams, and like it's real because he actually hurt himself. And like it's one of those things that like insufferable know-it-all schmucks like myself would like tell my wife while I'm watching over and over again. So I relate to that meme. And I and uh, but of course I told Anita, I, I was waiting for that so I could tell Anita because once I said that to her and she's like, "You need to <laughs> shut up." This time she's like, "Wait, really?" And I'm like, "Oh, you were supposed to yell at me, like." There's no catharsis here. Oh. <laughs> it's like one of those things. I, she's I, looking away. You're like, no, we got to rewind. Just stop looking at your phone. This is all that matters. Can we also talk about the giant bomb and the absolute unit of the Olympic torch? Run? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> because that was like a that man is Because that man is not wearing a shirt no. or armor of any kind and gets shot like five times and doesn't die. Mm-mm. Whereas the ones that are wearing armor, if you shoot them in the weak, like the weak points of the armor, they just keel over. Mm-hmm. Like there had to be an easier way to get that there without having to, to have some guy <laughs> run through it Olympic style, like shirtless. Yeah, that's what we call movie magic. <laughs> and I, I'm doing the jazz hands at literally as I'm saying it. Mm-hmm. Also, with all of the guys that had just those helmets on. They were berserkers. Like, I think my theory is, is that they were trained differently. They were basically made to just be freaking berserkers. Just go in and start wrecking stuff until they died. He's definitely on orc steroids. Mm-hmm. Well, yes. yeah, the, the, the orc hire just GMO anyway. So. <laughs> right. mm-hmm. But there's, there's that part, he's 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 running in and they're shooting him and he makes it and he he jumps in and you just hear him go. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he was a seal. 
It was the org version of yeet. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) That's what my subtitle said. (laughs) He yeets himself into the hole. And and what makes this movie so great is like, just like how good the practical effects mix with everything. And like, you can Mm -hmm. tell they built stuff. Cause when, I don't know how they filmed it, but when that wall blows up, it like there's like five shots of it in slow mo of just stone flying everywhere. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, damn, <laughs> some extras yeah, got I'm... hurt. <laughs> <laughs> one uh, one thing Emily was just made you know made the joke about the Yeet uh, subtitle. Um, do y'all watch this with subtitles? Yes, I did not. Um, did you notice that? So we always have the subtitles on when Aragorn and Legolas are having their argument in Elvish. <laughs> It's all subtitled. And then the other, like the leader of the elves comes to join the fight or whatever. And that is not subtitled when he is speaking in Elvish. And Emily's like, wait, where are my subtitles now? You just showed me what this meant. They're like, ah, we don't know. Never we just made it. it up. We told him to just make a bunch of sounds, make it sound oh, Elvish. Can we also just talk about how fun it was to play this scene, the battle in the video game versions. Oh, you mean you mean the battle that like ten year old me couldn't beat? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so hard. And then Sean and I were talking about that, and we were like, "Did we play? Was there a fellowship game? Did we play a fellowship game? Because I only remember Two Towers and Return of the King. I don't think there was. There I might was, have been, but I think there might have been, but I don't think it was like in the same. Like how vein. bold! How bold to just be like. Let's see. I'm looking it up. So there was one, uh, Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. It does not look like this was reviewed nearly as well. So maybe that's why nobody talks about that one. Also, there's not as much action in in Fellowship. You know, it would have had to been a different game. Mm -hmm. I love this movie so much. (laughs) 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 I'm just like, like, like here's the thing about the Ents. Like, for example... Like how on paper they could how dumb do they sound? Mm-hmm. Well, we're mm-hmm. walking talking. Yeah, he shows up. He's like tree. he's like tree. I'm not a tree. By the way, my name is Treebeard, and it's <laughs> and and like it could have gone so wrong. And we like, discussed, and you are not Ort. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. He's like he's kind of scary oh. when you meet him too. It's like. Uh-huh. He's like yelling and he's like, they come with axes. And it's just like, oh God, are they going to crush him? And then they just destroy at the end of the movie. And I always remember it being like, feeling like it's a longer scene and it's not. Mm-hmm. It's maybe like three mm-hmm. minutes of them just destroying the dam and, and just, and, and it's just such an incredibly like powerful scene. And it's like, it's, 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 it's a lot of fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Especially that part where the one ant is on fire and running around. <laughs> or or runs into the water and like, you know, like to... Extinguish? Yes, extinguish himself. And uh, they're just like throwing orcs around and shit. <laughs> you see him like kicking a dude and he goes flying. And Saruman's just like, uh, like he doesn't use any magic. <laughs> oh, no. Doesn't try to like help, oh, no, my you power. know? <laughs> He was like tossing Gandalf like a toy, like a ragdoll. Now he's just like, mm? like let's let's release this giant dam and destroy tons of things. Let's sweep our arms and destroy 
five like 15 orcs at once and then you have and then you have Merry and Pippin throwing rocks at orcs like yeah we're helping <laughs> where are they getting these rocks from <laughs> like... they stored them in Treebeard's head it's like uh it's like uh what's it star trip starship troopers i'm doing my part <laughs> i'm doing my part too Boonk. <laughs> that was a good part in the lego game version of this too that was i remember that I never played the ones you're talking about, but I randomly played the Lego one like a year or two ago. Jacob, you have to go Wait, back. You to play. never played the PS. No, I, I. Oh my I, god, they're so good. Let me let me let me explain this to you. Like, I don't I I I don't know, Jeff. Did you play this game? I did not play any of the uh, like the action uh, Lord of the Rings games. Oh, it was like uh, my goodness. first binged game. Like, <laughs> uh, my parents got me the. Uh, the Lord of the Rings uh, offshoot art turn-based RPG game, which was actually pretty Ooh. cool. Oh, yeah, 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 I remember that. Jeff and I come from a generation, like, like only a couple years after you guys, but, like, we got, like, I, I for one, am always feel burned by, like, licensed product video games, so I usually avoided mm -hmm. them, and in my eyes, there's been no good version of that until um, Batman Arkham, City, um, Arkham Asylum. So mm -hmm. the fact that now I see like online people talk about how good these games were, I never would have touched those with the 10 foot pole just to like save my money back in the day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I for me, I was definitely playing all licensed games because I don't know. I was 12 Weird children like, <laughs> and, uh, but like looking up the Metacritic score. So fellowship has a 59. So like yeah. it did not review super well, but two towers was an 82 and return of the Kings in 85. So they're oh, like they both so pretty well received. Games. Those are good scores. Yeah, yeah, they are. And the user score is an 81 and an 85. So like, most people had, I think, fairly good experience with them. They're, they're really fun co-op action games. Like, mm -hmm. And it's, I mean, it's the exact story of the movies. It's not mm -hmm. like new content per se, but it's fun, you know. Who doesn't want to live in this world? I mean, maybe like in a safer version. Like, you know, if I had Legolas sure. skills, I would want to live mm -hmm. in this world. Because I'd be like sliding down every staircase. And people would be like, stop, <laughs> stop, don't do that. I thought of an alternate name of the two towers. Lord of the Rings 2. More legless BS. <laughs> I will die on this hill. We are lucky. Nay. Blessed. <laughs> have legless. Blessed. Legless. What, oh, all what the do you find see? All the legless stuff was amazing. It's but you, so you've got to admit that. Over the top, was, yes. It was BS. <laughs> it's such, like, it's such bullshit. <laughs> oh, a red sun rises. Blood has been spilled this night. I feel like, like they're like, Orlando, just come in here, look pretty, do some cool shit, you know? It worked. <laughs> it worked. Aragorn, lead this entire people that are not your own in battle. Yeah, right? I'm like, die. <laughs> like, let's, you do you. <laughs> just, just stand there and don't miss ever. <laughs> right. And, and Gimli... You know what a central nervous system is. <laughs> right. And Gimli, like the actor for Gimli, he had to be, what, 25 years older than Legolas or whatever when uh -huh. this was shot. Like, he's probably like, gosh, I freaking hate this kid. Now, you did realize he also does the voice of Treebeard, right? Correct. Oh, I did not. Yes. But now I can totally get that. Yeah. <laughs> and he was he was also the professor in uh, uh, Sliders. I haven't seen I have Sliders. I have seen that. Ah, oh, Sliders was so good. But, of course, he was also in, in, in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yep. 
Yeah. So he's a big dude. Do they just get people who like show up all over the place? Like, do they like? Okay, we need Carl Urban. We need John Reese Davies. Mm-hmm. We need uh, who else just shows up all the freaking time? Oh, oh, um, we need we need um Agent Smith. Oh, you mean Hugo Weaving? No, I need specifically Agent Smith to show up here. And, and okay, <laughs> all right. Um, and get the guy who played um the uh, Magneto and just throw him in there as well. These are all big names, mm-hmm. right? Also, the guy who who what happened to that kid who played across from um Macaulay Culkin in that weird creepy movie about kids what what is it elijah mm. wood yeah yeah that guy <laughs> like oh also <laughs> also we need to get the kid from the goonies yeah, what's, yep. the, what's the goonies kid doing right now <laughs> where's where's rudy can we bring rudy into this <laughs> any other points good sirs and ladies i think it hit everything for me all right um eric you want to you want to lead us on out then for the, with a little goodbye uh no. <laughs> Fuck you! Uh, we have discussed, and no. <laughs> so we, we, have, we have enjoyed talking and uh, going all over the place again, which we said we didn't want to do, but did anyway. We, we plan to have a plan for next time, so maybe then we'll think about planning. Mm. And and yeah, I look forward to trying to make a plan and then failing to stick to it because mm-hmm. I know us and mm-hmm. that's what's going to happen. That's fair. We'll 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 try, but we will fail <laughs> miserably. But yeah, it was, it was it was a lot of fun. I can't wait till we do uh, Return of the King. Thanks, guys. All right, thank you so much for listening. I love you. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> so that's been it. <laughs> I'm Jacob. I am Jeff. <laughs> I am Emily. And I'm Sean. And I'm Smithel. And thanks Good so much, night. guys. Bye. Movie Freaks is a production of the Peach Geeks Network. This episode was hosted by Eric Bowser and co-starred Jacob Gallet, Jeffrey McKenney, Emily Haran, and Sean Haran. This episode was originally recorded on July 26, 2020 and was edited by Jacob Gallet. The intro and outro music is courtesy of Roman Senec Music with an available link in the podcast notes. For more information on Peach Geeks Podcasts or to join in the conversation, join our Discord channel. A link is available in the notes. Thanks for listening.